This week on the TorontoGameJoes.com podcast, we chat about Let's Plays and copyright, Severed finally coming out, a little bit of the Raptors making me sad, and so much more. What's up, everyone? This is episode 34 of the TorontoGameDoes.com podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Steve, the main dude behind TorontoGameDoes.com. Uh, with me, as always, is Brett from Hard Circle. Hey, what's up, everybody? Mr. Sick. I am sick, yes. <laughs> Peace. Uh, and returning from a one one podcast hiatus is Dan. What is up? You, you, gave, you gave us a shaft last week, dude. You didn't want to join the podcast? You... I listened to it. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it was good, man. It's better. It's better. it's better with with Jake, to be honest. Nice. Oh, I like Jake. Oh, you're selling yourself too short. But we like we all like Jake. Yeah, Jake's the man. Speaking of Jake, uh, he did the intro for the podcast, so you can check him out at Jake Budno on Twitter and and Facebook and website stuff. And uh, composing Dan did the outro. So thanks. yeah, man. Thanks, boys. Yeah, Jake. Jake will be my permanent sub. So whenever I need a sub, I got one. I got a nice. got a somebody to sub in. Perfect. Nice. <laughs> You're all audio. All you audio guys are the same. So I mean, yeah, we're all interchangeable. So <laughs> it's not really that big of a deal. <laughs> Perfect. All right, we're uh, so like every podcast recording this on the weekend, and the Raptors lost, and uh, I was no thinking, sports, Steve. No, no. Uh, am I not allowed to do sports? <laughs> you can. You can. It's playoff time. Okay, just give us a quick. Just give us a quick run through. You mentioned your sadness. I was so <laughs> upset yesterday. So to keep in mind, it's Sunday morning, and the Raptors lost game one. And by the time you listen to this podcast, they've probably lost game two. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just so upset. And I was watching the game by myself because uh, my girlfriend was at work, and, and I'm just chilling with the dog and the cat, and I'm eating pizza. And, I'm, and I realized that like watching sports by yourself is weird. Because when you cheer or swear at a bad play or something like that, you're just like yelling at the TV with no one around you. And no I'm scared. Playoff. Yeah, and I'm scaring my dog, and I'm just like, you know, there will be a bad foul, <laughs> and I just like yell out the F, like an f bomb, and no one is around me. <laughs> so it was just it was just weird. That uh, that reminds me of the time when you know, like a couple years back, when the the Leafs totally just shit the bed on Game Seven against Boston. I was by myself. We had just bought the house that I live in now, and I was just hanging up like window fixtures and watching the game. And I was just watching it by myself, and I was so depressed. I know, so depressed. It spiraled me into like a, at least two days where I was just not not in the mood for anything. But everyone has a story about that game, right? Like everyone knows. Like, oh yeah, it's still talked about. It's going to be talked about for a while, no yeah. doubt. Until the next time they make the playoffs, really. Like, yeah. Yeah, and then it'll be talked will, about even more. <laughs> which yeah, which won't be for another like four. Or Please five years. don't let that happen. <laughs> I All right. Know, yeah. Um, so yeah, we might as well just go on to the hype time. Hey, uh, Brett, do you got, what do you want to hype? You're the director uh, of hype, remember? So we got uh, game dev drinks is like a week away, ten days away from now. Um, so yeah, game dev drinks. So something interesting happened with game dev drinks, hmm. and. Uh, the uh, the the venue, uh, the pheasant plucker, uh, double booked us. Oh. So there's going to be a special like start like pre-open show with uh, these guys who uh, do some py- something with Python. Um, I'm not even sure what Python is, but it's a coding language. I know that. Yeah. So they're going to be starting. They're kick. They're the kickoff show, 
and uh, they'll be on from like seven to seven thirty, and then um, then we'll be doing game dev drinks like right after that from seven thirty onward with our uh, tabletop crew. And uh, yeah, it was just like a like out of the blue email of like, hey, we're just double booked. I'm like, man, I've had this book forever, uh, Lasai, and then. I was just like, you know what? He he came up with a good idea of like just going first, and he only was there for like thirty minutes or so. And I'm like, that's that's fine. Let's just let's just do it together. So it's going to so be pretty another, It's another game thing. Yeah, for What's those who one? do Python code. So it's not like something oh, okay. totally different, but so it's like a Python meetup. Yeah, and uh, so I was just like, yeah, let's just you know let's do it, and uh, yeah, so that's that's happening. So you can come to the Python thing a little bit early and uh, check that out too, if you oh, want. Yep. <laughs> if yeah, if that's your thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't. I'm gonna go just because I've, I've never. I don't know anything about it, and I'll, I'll, well, I'll be there already. So I was just like, hmm, I'll check that out. And uh, what else we got coming up? The uh, EGLX is also that week, uh, April 29th to May 1st is the EGLX experience or live Tuesday's gaming live expo. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> that reminds me. I got to put banners on the site. Have you guys been uh, to that in past years? No, this will be first my time. first. Be your first. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and I, I have a booth which I totally forgot about. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I totally forgot, and then like it all just was like, oh, because of Steve. He's like, you know, you have a booth. Yeah, I was. I was saying. I was like, oh, you're like on there as an exhibitor, <laughs> and you're just like. What? <laughs> the best would have been if you just showed up to enjoy the event and just saw like an empty booth there with a little hard circle tag on it. That would have happened. Sorry for the comments. That would have happened. That, that would have happened if you didn't bring that up. Because like, yeah. And then I, I told I told my guys, I'm like, yo, we have a booth. And they were like, oh, <laughs> we better get some stuff together. I'm like, yeah, we should. So we like. Yeah, we I got all that organized and everything, but yeah, we'll be there with the booth and uh, hopefully it's cool. Like I hope there's a good turnout. Um, it's always good to get people playing your games. So yeah, no doubt that's great. And there's some stu- other studios there that I haven't actually hung out with and met yet. So I look forward to hanging out with them and saying hi and you know maybe getting them to come to game dev drinks and all that jazz. Yeah, so. I'm I'm definitely gonna try and make it out to that. I'll just carve out an evening here. Yeah, I, I was like, I was trying to figure out how the heck to even get there because I've never been to that area before. Like, I don't go to Pearson Airport. I don't travel mm-hmm. that much anymore. And like, I was like, how do we get there? So I had like, I was going to get a hotel, but then Tom was like, "There's a go bus from Hamilton right to the airport." I'm like, perfect. So uh, my my trip's covered. <clears throat> cool. Some of the exhibitors that will be there. I'm just looking at the. All the, kinds of those things. 13 Name Games, Fan Compass, Digital Extremes, Alien Trap, You Can Games, Plunder, uh, ANC Games, um, Hard Circle, uh, Stitch Media, One More Story Games, Up and Barry. <clears throat> so quite a bit, actually. Yeah. There's another There's another one. Uh, I was just talking to him, and he has like some VR system. Um, he'll be there, too. I, I don't see his name on the list here if you click somewhere yeah if you click like it doesn't show all the icons on that that first page or whatever oh yeah i see that full exhibitor list here yeah but yeah he had he i was just talking with him uh 
a couple days ago about it. And he was like, yeah, I'll be there with this VR setup. And I'm like, oh, that'll be cool. So I'm expecting to see a lot of VR there. Who is Plunder? I don't, I've, I don't even know who they are. Wasn't, uh, wasn't Plunder a game at, uh, no, maybe not. I don't know Plunder, yeah. actually. I don't know. Same here. To trade your Dota 2 skins and legitimate money. Oh, yeah, okay, I've, they're like a Dota 2 trading thing. Cool. Cool. Um. Cool. That's, that's all I got. Yeah, that's, a, that's really the big, the big event that's going to be happening, so... Mm-hmm. That's April 29th to May 1st um, for the weekend. There's tickets on the on the site, and it's yeah, it's by the Toronto Airport. I'm assuming there's parking and stuff like that. I don't know. I haven't really, I haven't really looked into it. This myself. event looks awesome. I'm stoked for this. Yeah, Jake's going Jake's going to be there too, and uh, his wife will be there doing some artist stuff too. So make sure yeah, you check out yeah. the artist booth. Um, give me a shout out to that. Mm-hmm. I'm buying some art from Jake's wife. There you go. It's going up on my wall. Nice. It's gonna happen. We're quoting, we're quoting you on that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, she Jake. shows up. Everything's like seven hundred dollars. <laughs> I don't think. Well, I don't think so. But do it. Just, if she's just, listening. Jack all your prices. For yeah, exactly. Jack <laughs> all your prices to like twelve hundred dollars. Make yep. it on sale. Dan's coming your whole weekend. As soon as you <laughs> see Dan, no, yeah. I have to do it. All right, cool. So yeah, I think all three of us will be there. So if you're going to be there. Um, you know, do you want to meet up or whatever? Just get a shout out. Oh, we can Damn do it. like a live podcast if we're actually all there. <laughs> we don't have a legit thing to do a live podcast though. But Dan does. Dan, I, I, I do, but I'd have to bring stuff. Yeah, do it. <laughs> bring the gear. We're asking we'll a lot. A, we'll do it live at my booth. We're asking, I, I'll have a booth so we can sit there and do it. We're asking a lot of Dan here. Man, it's not that much really. Gonna, well, you got to drop twelve hundred dollars on art. You got to. Oh yeah, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get some uh, live interviews. We'll go and talk to the guys. I'm done with that. See, when I did that, the only time I've ever done that was uh, when I interviewed Alex at 13 Games at the Tokyo Game Show. Because so I was just like, well, we're both here in Tokyo, so I might as well give it a shot. And I just used my iPhone, and it turned out fine enough for like a five-minute interview. So, But we wouldn't be able to do like a full-fledged show. No, but then again, it's on the weekend. So how are we going to do the show? I don't know. We got to, we got to figure that out. <laughs> Maybe we should just yep. move on to news time. Yeah, let's not let's not figure that out live. Right now. <laughs> All right. I don't think, I don't know if people want to know how we're going to figure <laughs> do the podcast. Uh, yeah, let's let's do news then. News, news, news. Dan, it yeah. was it was so sad when you weren't here, and it was just like awkward, and it was just like news from Brett. So thank you yep. for <laughs> <laughs> even more awkward than me, like doing it every episode yes <laughs> mm-hmm. cool exactly <laughs> all right number one uh drinks box studios releasing severed april 26 you yep. oh thank god um oh, i was wrong yeah <laughs> honestly dude like this i i can't imagine another exclusive north american vita release after this like um, so we've talked about Severed numerous times. Guacamole, it's uh, from the Guacamole guys uh, over at Drinkbox. It's a uh, you know first person sort of um, I guess RPG like RPG touch, but you know it's all on the touch screen, sort of like yep. Infinity uh, Infinity Gauntlet. Is that the name of the game on iOS? Oh, I don't uh, know. Infinity Blade. Oh, Infinity Blade. Blade. Yes, thank you. Um, and so 
it's uh yeah it's coming out april 26th it'll have a platinum trophy uh there'll be a 10 percent discount for playstation plus users i think i think i read online it's gonna be 15 bucks which is you know normal uh mm-hmm. and there's a trailer and stuff on the site get stoked for this if you're a vita fan like you know circle the day on your calendar because the demo fun. was fun man it was yeah. fun i really liked it i'm pumped i i can't wait i i'll try to review it actually but yeah i'm 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 excited. Uh, I've been waiting for this game ever since it got announced. So there was an interesting quote, too. Um, so, quote, Severed was initially planned as a spring 2015 release, but after showing an early demo of the game at PlayStation Experience in December 2014, which is where they announced it, we became inspired with a ton of new ideas and decided there was a lot more we wanted to add. It only took a whole extra year, but we finally finished packaging, packing it all, as much as we could into Severed, and we're really happy with how it turned out. So this game was supposed to come out a year ago. And uh, they took it to a show, the same show they announced it at, actually, and uh, and decided just put more game into it. So I wonder, like, a year's a long time. Uh, I wonder, mm-hmm. like, what Severed was back in 2015 compared to what it is now. So I bet you a lot of it was just sort of the, uh, like, the depth of the game, like, in terms of, like, her character. You could do so many different sort of add-ons equipment-wise, costume-wise, and change the entire look and vibe. And her, she's so modular, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's got a basic form, but then there's all of these different modules you can put on top of her. And in the, in the demo, you get the first one, which is like this mask, um, which is pretty cool. But I'm assuming there's a lot of depth in that from right. like the Matrix that you can see in the, in the, in the trailer and stuff. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty dope, man. I'm, yeah, I'm excited. Um, so April 26th, so, you know, Next next Tuesday, I guess, or the last Tuesday of the month. So I'm I'm curious to see what just what other systems it's coming out on because I definitely want it for my PC. So PC is just weird though because it's like it's touch base, right? So how I don't know. Just use your mouse, man. And this looks awesome, actually. Is this a new? Uh, this is a, the release date announcement trailer, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a, a new trailer. trailer. The yeah, s- do it the mouse. Soundtrack's available too. I don't know, but the the Vita has the back touch, right? So I wonder if it uses the back touch at all. And, Dan, did it use the back touch at all? Um, not that I remember. I don't think so. Doesn't use it. Official. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. Um, at least not in the demo, from what I recall. I got to imagine, though, it's the, the next one is uh, tablets, though. Like, mm-hmm. I've, I've said that numerous times. So we've talked about Severed numerous times. I think we're all pretty excited to see how this one turns out. Um, this would be super dope on a tablet. Like, it would be a deep experience for a tablet. Same with the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Maybe launch it'll game. be an NX launch game. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> Why are you so uh, sighing on the NX? I'm just like I, I, I'm just I'm not even paying attention to the NX right now until E3. So oh, have man. you been reading any of the rumors at all? No, nope. um, staying away from it. The rumors are delicious. I, yeah, I've been I've been reading some of the rumors. I love so everyone's like poo poos on them because they're like, oh, these are just rumors, blah, blah blah. But remember growing up before the internet, and there was always just that kid who would just say he knew things like because he had an uncle who worked at nintendo or something <laughs> yeah. uh rumors have always existed and it's just fun to like look at them and, and talk to them i understand like going on media blackout i'm on media blackout for like uncharted 4 and other and other things like that yeah um but the nx like i i eat that up like anytime i hear i see some new rumors online like i'm just i'm digging into it <clears throat> and yeah I'm, I'm, I'm just on a blackout until e3 because i want it i want nintendo to surprise me yeah sure um yeah we'll have to wait and see uh i mean because it, it will be at e3 there's oh, like yeah. no doubt oh so. yeah, yeah for sure 
And so will I. Be, I will also be at E three. So I'll give you my hands on impressions of it. Nice. Boom. Uh, all right, moving right along. Congrats to Drinkbox because I know this one's kind of been in the pipeline for quite a while. So it's good to see it have a release date and stuff like that. And the 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 reaction online was pretty funny. Like if you go to the Reddit, like Vita, the subreddit for Vita, everyone was just like, "You have to buy this game. Show Sony your support." Blah blah blah. Um, right, right. <laughs> I, the Greg Miller and Colin Moretti, who are big Vita people, they're saying like, "You got to show your support to Sony. Show that people care about the Vita." And I'm I'm just like guys like Sony does not care about the Vita at all like their the VR is their next thing like they they've lost they don't care about handhelds anymore which is sad because I love my Vita but oh well. mm-hmm. yeah it's all aboard the VR train right now yeah exactly so we'll we'll see all right number two thirteen AM Games uh, announces and then releases Runbow DLC so it was out uh, this last Thursday which was April fourteenth. Yep. Uh, so there's some costumes um, and uh, a new like single player like campaign, I guess if you want to call it that, uh, and uh, some new multiplayer maps. The multiplayer maps actually like if you just play online, like you get them. Um, so it's, they're not like partitioning their audience or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, and and it's good. I played it uh, the other day. It's short, but you know it's it gets the job done. Oh, and there's a new soundtrack. Get your review out. Of the DLC or Runbow in general? Your DLC. Uh, I don't know. I got to think about the review because I haven't done a review since Far Cry, so maybe yeah. actually. It'd be a quick review. One a month? <laughs> yeah, one a, yeah, exactly. One a month. Um, so how, how is the um, the new uh, multiplayer maps? Because that, that was one thing about the original that, that I was kind of craving when, when I was playing it too. So I was like, oh, it would be great to have some more multiplayer maps because th- this part of the game is a lot of fun, you know? Yeah, I actually didn't play the multiplayer yet. I only, oh. I only played the single player. Mostly because, so, spoilers, I got to play this entire DLC, like, a few months ago uh, at 13 AM Games, and I just wanted to see what the difference was, especially the last boss, because when I played the last boss, um, Tom was just like, "Don't, just don't worry about this, it's going to change drastically. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to, like, see the differences and stuff like that. So I just played the single player, um, and it, it's fun. It, it introduced, like... I think it's a little short. Probably it would have been nice to have a few more levels in there, but um, you're also like superstar gamer. When when you told me that you beat it like as quickly as you did, I was like, holy crap, man! Steve's <laughs> like superstar gamer. Is that because it's still like 35 levels or something like that, right? Like you just you just wiped the floor with. with yeah, the it's. I think it's 35 plus like the boss. So you also got like the highest PlayStation like record by far of any person that I know pretty much put together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you, you should you should start compete like doing competitive gaming have you uh, ever thought about that i'm not big on i'm not as big on multiplayer gaming as as i am single player though like when i when i game it's it's to either play just like the story or or just play like a game by myself or like yeah couch co-op with the girlfriend so so like uh, i think it was like a few weeks ago they had uh you know a big like street fighter 5 tournament or whatever yeah Mm -hmm. that uh, like that's not quite as large as the uh like the tournaments they don't they don't pay out like the like the multiplayer things do they i think the biggest payout ones are like the the starcraft and and dota ones but i'm so far away from the esports scene i have no idea um well i know i was watching a a documentary on it the other day and like one of the the dota ones was like 10 million dollar payout for the team insane dude 
And, you know, the venue, too, was just so, like, it was a, it was a football stadium, practically. Yeah. So many people went. When, uh, when, when I was at the Canadian Video Game Awards, like the, the, yeah. like the thing before, they, they had like a, uh, what, do you remember what game it was, Brett? There, there was some sort of esports thing going on. I think it was a when fr- I was there. It was I think they were doing CS:GO when I when I was there. Right, and I think it was that too. And and uh, and you know, Brett and I mentioned like how there wasn't that many people at that at that uh, gaming showcase or whatever. But yeah. I, I was talking to a few developers, and they're just like, "Oh yeah, apparently there's like a hundred thousand people watching this tournament online." And I was just like, "Jesus, like <laughs> that's crazy." But I'm I'm so far away from the esports scene; it just doesn't interest me at all. Like I. I'm, I'm not big on those type of games anyways, like multiplayer shooters, Dota, MOBAs, whatever. Yeah. And then to watch other people play these games I don't really care about, like, no interest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Good on them, though. Earning yeah, a lot of people do. A lot of people, like, go, go crazy for this stuff. I think if I was, like, a little kid and I could do that, I would totally be into it even more. Yeah. Because I think I would have been that would have been my jam back in the day because that's all I did was play games. So, yeah. But nowadays, I'm like, mm. You may have grown into a competitive gamer kind of thing. Yeah, I, w- I would have been a competitive gamer, I think, if I was at the time. Like, if it was a thing that we did. But um, but yeah, so Runbow DLC. Boom. And a, new, and a new soundtrack you can purchase. Yes, there is a new soundtrack you can purchase. And or if you're a Patreon, we're going to try and get some codes. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, I'm going to try and get some codes for everybody. Um, yeah, I'm... I'm pretty excited about it i mean i thought i thought the music turned out turned out pretty good for this one um, did you do all the music even like the the rave music and stuff that was in it i did i did everything that, that rave track though was uh was the uh, just a, a rehash kind of of the sketch that we did mm-hmm. during um during uh, game jam right oh, nice. so that was like something that was kind of stitched together really quick for game jam and then we just kind of kept the you know just kind of kept that together and just sort of arranged it out a little bit i didn't really change it much because they had included it in the original trailer and stuff like that and hardcore fans of the game were actually curious about what happened to that track because in the original trailer they used it yeah um so we just decided to kind of toss it in as like a little bonus that's um, cool but it, it doesn't really you know it's it, it's it sticks out in, in terms of like the the, the palette and, and and the sound that we ended up going with for that game in general but yeah but it's a nice bonus for like the hardcore fans who are, who are kind of like, hey, can I can we get that track from the original trailer? You know, that's cool. Yeah, nice. it's kind of. Neat. I, I didn't even think of that. Like, yeah, I didn't even think it was. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, because I mean, you could tell. Like, as soon as you listen to it, it's like this doesn't really sound like anything else from the game. It doesn't have the same sort of like sonic palette, or, or even though the whole game is pretty has pretty wide palette, mm-hmm. there's still like a unifying sort of uh, aesthetic about all the music. Yeah. Um, but that one does stick out, but but mainly because of that fact, you know, like we just kind of put it in there for the hardcore fans. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I it was like fun. Your, I, li- I like that soundtrack. Thanks, man. Yeah, it was, it was one of those things, man. Like um, it was a really cool project to be a part of and really makes me excited to be a, a part of a, a bunch of other game projects as soon as mm-hmm. I'm off the show. You know, I'm like, I, I get, I get a chance to work on some stuff with, with Brett at the moment and stuff like that. But if somebody came down the pipeline and said, Oh, we got a, we got a, you know something that was say akin to Rumbo in terms of workload right now. Yeah, I'd be like, no, you got to give me a couple months here to, to you know get this show out of the get out of the weeds on this show before I commit to something. Because you got to, I mean, you know, Brett, like when you're working yeah. on freelance stuff, 
you know, if you don't want to hurt your own name, you got to make sure that you have the time to do the gig justice that you take on. Kind yeah. of. And you'll be probably doing some Pixel Jones stuff, I think. Yeah, that's probably that's probably my next big project. I'm actually there's another one too that that I'm really uh, excited about. Um, Which I guess I just revealed that. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was supposed <laughs> to be a secret. <laughs> oh, this is what happens when you're sick. <laughs> I, I'm excited. I'm ex- Oh man, Pixel Jones is really exciting to me. You know what I mean? There's obviously, you know, the stuff been going on behind the scenes with that whole thing. But I'm really excited to to work on some of that. Like, I mean, uh, I guess since we're talking about it a little bit, I'm not going to say anything on your end, Brett. Yeah. But I have started writing uh, some stuff for it that I've been sharing with Brett, and uh, I'm really excited about that material. Like, there's there's a bunch of good ideas in there that that I think will be a lot of fun, and that yeah. will translate like, well the game. We've been on our side. We've just been like redoing a whole bunch of stuff, really exploring with the art side of things, and just be like, do we want to do it? like the style that we currently have it in or do we want to like you know just push as many pixels in there as possible is so, uh, steve still involved or is he busy with other things at the moment like uh i don't yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not me not another steve different right, right. steve yeah he's doing some other stuff right now so yeah he's pretty busy at the moment yeah that's right yeah okay. but we, we we still talk about some stuff but the direction that the direction that Pixel Jones was originally going in is not the direction that's going in right now. Yeah, okay, but I, I did I did notice you made a tweet the other night about uh, about you having just doing a lot of brainstorming about the story and stuff. So that yeah, got, we like excited. yeah, we we were just sitting there and we're like, because well, all right, we're, we're talking about it. So <laughs> we did the pitch for OMDC, right? And we were oh, it's all coming out. It doesn't matter. Transparency is fine. So uh, we did the pitch, the OMDC pitch for uh, a grant, obviously, and um, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't get it. So we were just like, "All right, that's cool." We we had our consultation with uh, OMDC, uh, with OMDC reps, and we talked about what we did right, what we did wrong, and it was good. Really good information uh, that we got from it. And at the time, like what we submitted, like I didn't really feel a hundred percent behind it, you know. Like I, I was like, yeah, this is this is fine, but it's not like this isn't what Pixel Jones is. So um, when I was talking with the OMDC representative, they were kind of like, well, you could resubmit this game, and I was like, no, I don't really want to resubmit this game because it's not that game isn't what I wanted Pixel Jones to be. It was more like, this is the game I want for the submission. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like what I, it wasn't what I was really passionate about. Mm. So, um, once we got rejected, we actually had the chance to sit down with it again and just be like, well, what do we, where, what direction do we want to go in with Pixel Jones? And now we're kind of just going back to the roots of what it is. So the whole, the, the story that we wrote, um, for the submission is totally out the window now. It's a totally different, totally different game, and it's just turning out way better. So I'm, I'm happy with the decision that we made on just saying, you know, this is what we're going to do, and uh, we'll see where it goes. That's that's the main thing is like, where is it going to go from here? So cool. Yeah, that's that's all I could say right I won't, now. I won't prod it. anymore. <laughs> hey, next news story. Boom. So, <laughs> So Rumbo DLC is out now. Maybe I will review it, actually. That's a good idea, Brett, because it is like a shorter... Review it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what I would, like, give... 10 out of 10 for score. That's for sure. Yeah, for... (laughs) (laughs) 
four to ten. Hey? Um, it's definitely a good game. Like if you have a Wii U, you should buy Runbo. <laughs> Whether or not you should buy the DLC, I'm, um, I don't know because it's like how much was it? It was like fifteen or sixteen dollars, so it's a little on the pricey side, but um, it's it's more it's more Runbo, so it's it's awesome and it has new mechanics and new stuff going on. Like all thirty five levels have something different. <clears throat> that's for sure. That's, cool. that's that's pretty cool. Like I I never uh, I mean. I got. I talked in depth with the guys. We had briefs and whatnot about what the music was going to be. I got to see screenshots. I got to see a little bit of gameplay footage and stuff like that. But I was developing the score while they were developing the game, right? So there wasn't a, a whole lot of crossover. I didn't get a chance to play everything when I was when I was writing it and whatnot. Sometimes, like for that that final boss that you're talking about, Steve, I uh, you know I had written something that was probably too like ominous for the that thing and then mm-hmm. say no we still want it to be like brighter we still want it to be kind of like more fun we're gonna have to age it down a little bit kind of thing yeah. so uh you know i kept the basic composition just changed some of the timbres changed some some things here and there you know what mm-hmm. i mean and uh got it in the pocket and so we just kind of massaged it into shape but yeah i, I definitely haven't seen like one percent as much as you have so i'm uh, excited to to try it yeah and uh look at online too all the tweets and stuff like that people are People are pretty like happy with it, so Beauty. I gotta I gotta play the multiplayer too because I don't even know I didn't play much of the online multiplayer, um, mm-hmm. so I should give that uh, I should give that a shot because that's definitely where the game shines like the multiplayer aspect of it. So yeah, that's where I had most fun for sure. I never really played any of the single player stuff to be honest. Um, the uh, the multiplayer stuff is the most interesting to me, and and the extra maps are like yeah, that's that's a total bonus. Yeah. Uh, cool. Moving right along then. Number. By the way, Monday like was a hectic day because all these stories are like all f- four of the five stories that we talk about are were all announced like on Monday, and I think I even like missed. I think something fell through the cracks. I got to like go hunt down. But right. every Toronto developer like had something to say or announce or something on Monday. So yeah, guys, go easy on Steve. Would yeah. you? I was looking. I was at work, just looking at my Twitter feed. And I was just like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, I can't post all of this on Monday, so I kind of like stretched it out over a few days. But, uh, but good on good on everyone because there's definitely weeks where I'm just like, uh, like there's not much. But, anyways, uh, number That's three, awesome. Halcyon Six Starbase Commander releases on Steam uh, April 21st. So this is Steam early access. So we were just talking like last week, I think, or maybe two weeks ago about like the combat, the the ground mm-hmm. combat and now yep. the game is on uh coming early access on the 21st so by the time you li- you're listening to this podcast uh it might be out because it's on the thursday mm-hmm. there's a new trailer and everything like that so this is uh this is one that was on kickstarter with square unix collective and then um you know now i guess early access like I, again i'm not a steam user really but it's still being in development, but you can like buy the game kind of early, cheaper, I guess, and then you'll get like the free updates when the game actually yep. launches, right? Yep. So yeah, uh, coming out this week, uh, it's we were kind of talking about the, all the features in the game because I think all three of us didn't weren't really super familiar with it, but a little bit of FTL, a little bit of Final Fantasy in there, uh, some ship management stuff uh, wrapped around kind of in story, all space stuff, uh, you know. It's, it looks pretty awesome. I just, like, I'm not a big Steam guy, so I kind of hope it comes to, like, this game would be awesome on Vita, but I hope it comes to, like, PS4 or something like that someday. I'm curious but. as to how the fighting works, because, like, it looks, on first glance, like like sort of a turn-based, you know, Final Fantasy-type kind yeah. of system. But, 
I don't see any menu. So I'm, I'm wondering, like, how, do, how, how, like, do you select your attacks and all the rest of it? I wonder if they just didn't incorporate that in the. They might have just ruined. They might have just um, got rid of that the UI uh, for that, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like they take up the whole screen, so it looks like it's probably not a banner across the bottom, but maybe something that pops up next to your character or something. Yeah, because it still shows their health bar, right? So. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I'd be interested to see how I'm that just works. Double checking. I'm just no, I'm watching the trailer, just so I can go. Hmm. Where is the UI? Yeah, there's. I don't think I don't see any UI anywhere. So I'm I'm assuming they just kind of took it out, like even for the non-combat stuff. Mm-hmm. It has a little bit of that Fallout Shelter too, that base building, which uh, is pretty sweet. So yeah, it looks like a mashup. That's cool. Yeah. So hopefully it's uh, it's not one of those because every time there's a game like this where it kind of meshes stuff, I'm always afraid of you know the whole jack of all trades, master of none. Um, yeah. So that they do kind of all this stuff, not really like super awesome, but as a package together, it, it's it it works nicely. Mm-hmm. But you know, sometimes you weigh that against like, what if we do one aspect like really really well? So I'd be interested to see like how everything kind of meshes together together because yeah, um, it's got a couple games in there that you know I think we're all fans of one one thing over another. But uh, if it comes together to be kind of like oh, I wish they just sort of focus on this. Um, we'll see. But yeah, uh, out this week. Shout out to Massive Damage because they did, uh, they had a huge successful Kickstarter on this. So I'm assuming like the game kind of evolved to include all those things. So mm-hmm. um, we'll have to wait. We'll have to wait and see. But we'll definitely keep an eye on this one because this is just early access. So it's gonna. I'm assuming they're gonna be kind of like promoting this game for a while. Hopefully they do port it to other consoles. I think in the Kickstarter actually there was. Uh, I'm gonna look this up right now, but I think in the Kickstarter there was like a console uh, stretch goal, but they didn't hit it. Well, it looks pretty compelling, man. I gotta say, it looks like something pretty fun. What, Brett? Mm-hmm. What do you think about uh, like? What are your thoughts on the like early access thing? Because I know that sometimes it's it, it can be like a polarizing. It's like a it's it's a hit or miss. It all comes down to the the developer really and how they treat um, the early access process. Because like, um, if you're like just being really shady about it and fraudulent about it and not doing your due diligence, then you make the whole early access experience for people um, quite off, off-putting. But you have those developers out there that you know are really on top of it, giving out great uh, great updates. Then it makes the experience really good. Like I, I would do early access with Pixel Jones, like for sure. Um, but it also comes down to like how far along the game is too. Um, because there's games out there that do early access when they're still like um, alpha stage, and you're like, "Well, why would you do that?" Um, at least this game, um, I can't even pronounce the name half the time. Um, how long? How how long? I've been saying Halcyon, but I have no idea. Halcyon. Mm. <clears throat> I wouldn't trust me. Mm. <laughs> That's for sure. Halcyon. Halcyon. I'm going with Halcyon. Whatever. H six. Um, that game, like, they have a lot of content there, so it makes the early access a lot uh, more viable to the people. So I always look at it as, like, the content you're putting out there, a lot of it, the price tag, and how you're doing your due diligence. So I'm a firm believer in early access, but there are people out there who are fraudulent that give it, give it a very bad, uh, bad reputation at the same time. But... I guess there's always that buyer beware stuff, right? So you gotta have. I guess you just gotta have be, be accountable. You know, yeah, be really accountable when when you decide to do something like that because that's 
Because I've I've done my share of early access games. Um, <coughs> but sometimes when I do early access games, I, I'm a little bit different than most. Um, I'll just do an early access and kind of forget about it. You know, it's like, yeah, I, I played it for a little bit. Cool. I, I, I won't come back to it for a while. So, And there's a couple games that I've done that with. And I'm just like, oh, this game's done early access now. I'll go check it out. So Yeah, because you, you also risk underwhelming too with that early access and, and having something like that happen where somebody plays it for a bit and, and simply forgets about it I, like i know for me like when i'm working on a track and i send it to the client you know like there's there's producers that i work with quite regularly and those guys i know have the imagination to, mm-hmm. to listen to one of my sketches yeah and know where it's going to go where it's going to yeah. be in the end but uh there's very few producers that i'll send a sketch to yeah and and expect them to understand what i what I envision for the final product of that, of that sketch, right? It's a, that's a dangerous game to play because, you know, lots of producers that I work with, if I, you know, if I were to send a sketch to you, they'd be like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't even finished. Like I, you know, this is, this isn't going to work kind of thing, right? Yeah. And that's, um, that's like a thing with early access is uh, you do risk that if you put out something out too early and it's, it's a pile of shit, um, you could expect the fan base to just turn on you and be like, this is crap. Why would you put this out? And you're just going to get a lot of thumbs down. Um, it's going to kill your rating. So it's, it's, yeah. Cause it's you gotta, very, uh, you gotta remember, and I'm not saying this in like, this is in no relation to what Halcyon's doing. I just mean like early access in general, like their, their game looks quite a bit fleshed out in, in my opinion. Oh yeah. This game looks like a full experience. Yeah. But, but just in general, yeah, you got, I, I would think that you have to make sure, um, cause your audience, a good percentage of them, the majority of them, aren't going to have the imagination that, that you have with your project and how it's going to be eventually. Yeah, like that scares that scares me. Like you know, like I've sent, like I said, you know, there's this one producer I work with in, in particular who's I've done so many things with him, and I, you know, and the th- deadlines are so tight that I'll send him a sketch just like me on an acoustic guitar, just humming the melody and having the arrangement, and he knows that in the end it's going to be, you know. Uh, like a really good piece of music but right now i just need his approval on hey do you think this melody is hooky enough is this going to vibe with you kind of thing yeah that's uh that's something that um you can't really do with a lot of people Mm -hmm. anyway uh so i looked at the house on six uh kickstarter they got one hundred eighty-seven thousand dollars. so their next uh their next um Stretch goal was uh, two hundred thousand, and it was the PlayStation Four version. <laughs> so wow, they're, I mean, they're almost 14, there. Yeah, like they're gonna do it then. <laughs> you know, if, <laughs> you make it, if you make one hundred eighty-six thousand dollars, you're not gonna you're not gonna be like, oh, we were fourteen thousand short, so we're not gonna do it. Seven percent shy of. Yeah, this game will be on probably Xbox and PlayStation for sure. I, I would not doubt it, especially if it does well in Steam. If they can, if they, it should do fairly well yeah if it just becomes um, like a hit for them like they might as well yeah like sometimes indie devs that's what they do like they get a, a hit and then they just keep porting it over to different consoles look at like shovel knight uh just started as a wii u 3ds game now now it's like everywhere else <clears throat> yep. uh there's a lot of different examples super meat boy uh brave Rock melee Rock melee like all these games like once they become a hit they're like well might as well like throw it onto another console because <laughs> it's yeah. Yep. Cool. 
So shout out to Massive uh, Damage Inc. Congrats on the release. Uh, and yeah, it's out Thursday. Uh, I don't know how much it is actually. Um, it, the price isn't up yet. No? Okay. So we'll wait and see. But I'm going to guess fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, I imagine somewhere it's in the like $15, $20 range. Yeah. All right. Excited to try it, that's for sure. <clears throat> Number four. Uh, don't Starve Shipwreck coming to PlayStation 4. Uh, and maybe actually Xbox. Let me look it up. I didn't bother to look it up. Uh, but we were talking about Don't Starve not too long ago because Shipwreck came out for uh, on Steam, and this is the the game that like Shipwreck is originally done by Vancouver developer, uh, and they asked Capybara to basically come out with an expansion for their game. So Shipwreck is mostly developed by Capybara, from my understanding, uh, and it's yeah, it's out now on Steam, and it's more boats and ships and, and sailing and stuff like that uh and it's coming to playstation 4 and maybe xbox let me actually look it up while everyone talks about don't starve i was watching some twitch let's plays on it uh the shipwrecked expansion it was pretty cool like people who are really into don't starve just right. dove right into this and uh, like already have all kinds of strategies and stuff worked out Right. In terms of how to, you know, find land when you're in the water and anticipating where it's going to be. And like all the waves, I didn't realize this, but, you know, when I was watching the, the Twitch Let's Plays, um, like the waves in the water are part of the mechanic. They're not just for looks like they'll they'll propel you forward so that you can get through faster. But but you can you can kind of hit the wave in, in the right way or you can kind of hit it in the wrong way, too. Right. It seems pretty interesting. That's cool. Yeah, like if you, if you you can catch a bunch of waves in a row and and get to where you want to go faster, that's cool. Nice. Yeah. I know. Uh, I know. We were kind of talking about Don't Starve a few weeks ago, and we all said we would kind of play it. It's it's I played. it's not my type of game. I played. I was playing it again, and just I can't. Uh, I don't know. I can't get into it. It's just not my my cup, cup of, tea. of tea. Yeah. Um, Speaking of which. <laughs> uh, but did you guys like play much of it or yeah i yeah. did i mean like i'm not as good as brett with these sort of resource management type of games and survival type of things right? <laughs> so i think like the longest i lasted was five days i was like man this is tough and i'd be down to like zero belly you no know, like <laughs> just completely starving my brain shriveled to a pee just running around I love, that's what i love about the game is like when you're starving <laughs> your brain shrivels up yeah <laughs> it makes me laugh every time i'm just like oh there goes my brain <laughs> I'm just running around frantically, just looking for like some seeds on the ground to stay alive. I'm just like the worst at this game, but I, but you know, it's it's interesting, yeah. definitely. So I can't find anything about shipwreck coming to Xbox, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, but it'll be on PlayStation Four in the spring, I think I saw. Yeah, sometime in the spring. So no announcement yet, or no release date yet. But you know, we're in the spring right now, aren't we? So should be doesn't really soon. feel like it. Yo, it's a nice day out right now. It's got a cold, cold breeze in the air. Oh, really? I haven't been out. Well, uh, it's twelve degrees. Brett's pretty close to the water. Yeah. Oh, it's really? Some lake effect. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Got that lake, you know. If it snows again, I'm just going to give up. I'm just, I can't do it. I, I don't think it's going to snow anymore. I think we're, I think we're done there. God, I like it. Really, just better not. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think we're in the. Uh, the final countdown of just cold breeze and now we're going to be getting into that nice nice hot weather it's gonna be good if it snows on like the same day that the raptors lose in the playoffs i'm just going to give up <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something that would happen 
Yeah, probably. I don't know. If they make it to the second round and get swept, I'm happy. But they have to get to the second round. I can see it now. Game four, Raptors lose. Steve's so depressed, looks out the window, a single flake of smoke <laughs> <laughs> falling from the sky. Done. Just I, anxiety I breakdown. <laughs> the most, like, emo music playing, too. I we'll get, like, some sweet, evil. like, Phil Collins music playing. Just... <laughs> I can feel it calling in the air tonight. <laughs> oh god, I'd laugh so. Alright, number peace Raptors. Number five. No, they're come on, rest. Come on, rest. No, we can't. Yeah, we can't do that. We got got to give them the benefit of the doubt. You know what? The odds are for them. Um, in since 1999, only one second, only one seventh seed has been a second seed. Oh jeez, that's gonna be really bad that if it happens. I know. <laughs> it's like you're telling me these things, and it's like, yeah, I can see the Raptors totally uh, <laughs> becoming number two. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're breaking records. Just you know what? Time. And I, I remember talking to my friends. So we're going to sports time. So if you don't like sports, skip for five minutes. But I remember talking to my friends because we were like, oh, who would you rather have, Detroit or, or Indiana? And people were like, Indiana. They've been playing shitty. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, no, like because. The, the thing that's killed them in the playoffs the last two years is experience. Like, when they played against Brooklyn, they had no, like, playoff experience whatsoever. Like, DeRozan, Valanciunas, and Ross, three-fifths of their starters had no playoff games. Amir and Lowry had, like, a few games, and they're losers anyways. So, they played against Brooklyn. They're playing against, like, Garnett and, like, Joe Johnson and Paul Pierce and, and people, like, vets. And yeah. uh, that series was so weird because after, like, after the regular season and playoff games, like of the 11 games that Brooklyn and Raptors played against, if you totaled all the points, it was like a difference of like one or two, which is ridiculous. And so they lost because of experience. Then they played Washington and they swept Washington during the regular season. And everyone's like, oh, we got this because they're struggling. And Paul Pierce does it again. Like experience like got them again. And then when we were talking about who would you rather play, like Detroit or, or, um, or Indiana, I was just like, yo, like stay away from Paul George. Like the guy's been to two Eastern Conference finals. Like they're they're yeah. still legit. Like he's just getting over like he had a horrendous injury and it messed up the Pacers badly, but he's still Paul George. Like he's still a legit player. And that's what he did last like yesterday. He got like thirty something points and like like a, like half of them were in the third quarter alone. So Experience like got them again yesterday, and Detroit's like a much younger team. I would have way rather had Detroit in this round. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's my soapbox. That so just remember, Steve was right. That's <laughs> in the end, Steve was right. I copied and pasted like this. The I, I took a picture of the Slack channel when I said I rather play the the Indiana or sorry, I rather play the uh, Pistons because mm-hmm. Indiana's experience and people were like, no, Indiana's sucking, blah, blah. And I copied and pasted that screenshot and then just like threw it back in the chat. And I'm like, fucking, yeah. fucking listen to me next time. Oh, <laughs> oh cussing. Uh, wow. I swear. This is why we don't talk sports. <laughs> gets too riled up. It gets too heated up. Yep. Too and I'm up. just over here just going, Spurs are going to win. <laughs> like, I'm not even, I'm not even worried. I'm just like, F-bomb's coming. Here it is. <laughs> uh, I swore at 46 minutes. I got to edit that. Hey, you sound so upset about it, too. Like, oh, I swore. <laughs> it's just more work. <laughs> it just requires me to do stuff. And I'm just, I don't know. All right, number five. 
Uh, Axon Interactive announces Kickstarter for Quench coming on Wednesday. So by the, again, by the time you listen to this podcast, it might be out. So check out the site. But uh, they're hitting up the Kickstarter, and uh, it'll actually be on Steam as well as a Steam Greenlight. So make sure to vote for the game. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, we were talking about this game last week because they had posted some screenshots and stuff. I think Brad and I are both pretty excited for this game. Uh, we both played it. Dan, have you played this one? It was at GDD and other stuff. I, I went Are they to that going to GDD. Be at the, uh, EGLX? <laughs> I can't remember if they're going to be there or not. Can't remember either. Oh, this was the first GDD I went to, actually, I believe. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, that's where, this is where I met you guys. Yeah. Um, but uh, I didn't get a chance to play it. No, didn't okay. get a chance. It's fun. I, I like it. I'm definitely excited. Um, so, yeah, check out. They'll have a Kickstarter on Wednesday. Uh, oh, it's on Wednesday? Kickstarter is going up? Yeah. Okay. So this was just like announcing, like that's what they're doing. All right. I will. See. I will definitely sub- throw them yeah, some money. Definitely. I'm interested to see what happens with with, with this one and, and a Kickstarter. You know, because I I rarely get to see the Kickstarters. You know, like a game that I'm already sort of familiar with turn into a Kickstarter. I usually find out about them through a Kickstarter, or something like that. Yeah. Um, and when it's already been a little bit further along, I'm interested to see um like what kind of exposure they've already got and and how quickly this this Kickstarter catches fire. April 20th is Kickstarter day. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, mark it on your calendars. And uh, there's, where's, can I not vote for them on Greenlight yet? No, the, so the, the Greenlight page isn't up, or the Steam page isn't up yet. Mm. Uh, so I think that's all now. I think that's all coming out on Wednesday. So I'm sick. Just, I'll be paying attention. Yeah. Um, let me. Cool. Anyways, so Axon Interactive, follow them on Twitter and stuff like that, and check out Quench. It's uh, it gets the Brett approval, so it was fun. <laughs> there you go. Uh, cool. That's it for news time. That's news. All, that's all we got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, news time was weird. It had like random topics in there. Yeah, that was my fault. But that's good. I, I kind of like that format a bit. And you kind of like extend news time and you talk about a bunch of different things. There's all kinds of stuff was going on. Yeah, man. Honestly, I, I, when you guys were talking, I set the, my mic to mute and just started looking up Ratchet and Clank trophies. And <laughs> you guys were just going ham on. So. It's all right. I've been playing Stardew this whole time. So. <laughs> really? I've you, been entirely focused yes, have, on actually. the podcast. I've been working on my farm <laughs> while we've been talking. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we don't have a, a topic um that's my bad <laughs> so maybe we'll just talk about the games we've been playing well just just to play devil's advocate there oh. was the topic from two weeks ago oh that's right that we never got to do i forgot what it was I forgot it, it, it was uh let's plays oh yes right. so I'm, I'm i'm curious i'm curious what you guys think about this um specifically brett because he does a lot of uh of streaming and stuff like that which i'm almost retired from oh, yeah really? i know i've noticed you've slowed down just because, like, I can't do everything. So it's, like, either hard circle or streaming, it's, like, hard circle first. So I'd rather put all my time and effort into that. So, But you're going to play games. Might as well stream them, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> True. Um, but, yeah, so basically, I, I can't remember the name of the developer now, but it was this was a couple of weeks ago now that I read this. Or maybe a month ago at this point. But it was um, the developer of That Dragon Cancer. Mm. Yeah. And and it was essentially what happened was the game that they developed, which which I don't know a ton about, but it's 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 almost beside the point. But 
essentially it was a it was a pretty linear experience, and it was something where you know it was almost akin to like an interactive movie where you where there wasn't a whole lot of input from the player. Uh, you just kind of did basic input to progress the story along, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, they sent out an open letter basically saying that they weren't. Uh, essentially, the outcome of it was that they're not a hundred percent comfortable with people posting let's plays uh, of a game that really has no um, no sort of individual path that you can create. Um, you know, like a game like Stardew, like what. Brett has been streaming a lot of lately. I mean, that's that game's never going to be played the same way twice. You're going to deviate in the first two minutes mm. of the game, right? And it's interesting to see another person's take on it. Um, any kind of open world game, same, you know, like you can. The the story is so not linear. You can yeah. you can watch them and just be interested in the path that they decide to take. And you're kind of watching the player more so than the game itself, and in, in a way. Mm. Um, but with experiences that are a little bit more linear and, and I would almost include games like Uncharted and stuff like that. Like that's a pretty linear experience. Um, like what what do you guys think uh, about what they were saying, which is like this is kind of bordering on copyright infringement, basically, hmm. you know, almost akin to downloading a movie off of off of, uh, you know, a torrent site or something like that. Right, and I guess the other big difference too is that I don't know how long this game is, but you can't like you're not going to just go and watch all of Uncharted or whatever. Right. Um, right. Whereas these story-driven games, uh, and doesn't just apply like there's also um, you know every everybody's gone to the Rapture and Firewatch and all these other story-driven games. Yeah, where you could probably just like sit and watch a streamer for two hours and, and see the whole game. Right. And at, at which point, you know, if it, if it is kind of like watching a movie and you have the sound effects, you have all the art, you have maybe whatever the voice acting is, the music, mm-hmm. um, and that's being streamed online on YouTube um, for somebody to watch. And it's a pretty linear experience. It, it, it begs the question, is that much different than somebody streaming themselves watching Deadpool? You know what I mean? And in which case, like I know on the music side, for instance, um, it's performing rights organizations and royalties and how we make a majority of our, of our money in, in our career. Yeah. And, uh, there's a company that, that came out called Audium. A guy named James Price owns it. I believe his name is James Price. Anyway, basically his company, like he has clients and when his client's music is being used on YouTube and YouTube videos, um, and especially if there's ads already on the, uh, the, the video and they're getting ad revenue from it. And, you know, if there's, if they're getting millions of hits, you know, it's in, in his mind and in a lot of like composers minds, like, well, that's performing rights that, that the composer should get a small piece of. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're literally making money off of using our, my content for free, mm-hmm. you know, and, and in the case of that dragon cancer, like the composer who wrote the music for that game. And all of a sudden there's a few million streams of it out there on YouTube with ads and they're, and now they're making revenue off of performances of his music and their product. It does, it does, it is kind of a gray area. It kind of makes me go, well, I understand that let's plays can be really beneficial to a game in terms Mm -hmm. of exposure and whatnot. Yeah. And, but there's also a flip side of that coin and it's like really gray area in the industry. Like it really is sort of like borderline copyright infringement and, uh, 
like, but in my mind, but like, what do you, what do you think, Brett? Like, do you think? Like, I know the one thing I've I've noticed on Twitch is, uh, um, if there's music that's like copyrighted and stuff, they will like mute the audio, all audio. So like, if you're talking and like, say I'm playing some Prince. And I'm doing my Twitch, and Prince is playing. Like all audio that would have Prince on it would be muted out. So if I was saying some funny stuff at that point in time, the whoever was actually watching the replay of it um, would never hear what I was saying. So Twitch is pretty uh, interesting when it comes to um, copyrighted audio, and that's great. It's good that they are, that they are because now not everything gets caught, obviously, no, of course. but. Because I, I had it caught, um, and it was really weird. Actually, I had a weird one. Um, I was playing, it was like one of my Ninja Gaiden videos. Or, yeah, and I was playing it, or Strider, actually. And um, when I went to look at the replay video um, that it spits out, it had chunks of the video muted. And I was kind of like, well, that's weird. I wasn't playing any um, any other audio other than the game audio. So then I looked into it, and it was like, Capcom themselves were like, no, you can't play this audio. It's copyrighted. And I was kind of like, well, that's weird. It's I'm streaming your game that I bought, and mm-hmm. you're saying that this uh, this section of audio is copy, copyrighted. And, uh, and I totally get it, but I thought it was kind of weird. I, uh, like, I just thought it was weird. Yeah, no. Because, uh, like, it's in your game that we're streaming, and you're muting out the audio because of a copyright. So I just thought it was weird, mm-hmm. but, yeah, uh, that, that's the, th- I guess that's what I'm getting at. Right. It's, it's such a gray area and mm-hmm. it's, it's hard. Like there's actually a lot more law, especially in the U S mm-hmm. related to all of this, that a year ago, if you asked me, I would have been like, Oh man, it's the wild, wild west. Like there is no, yeah. like nobody's keeping track of anything. People can stream whenever they want and, mm-hmm. and nobody's getting sort of, you know, the, the artists who create that material aren't getting any sort of, uh, you know, compensation mm-hmm. for the fact that, you know, uh, you know, I'll just put out like a random Let's Play streamer who yeah. gets 10 million hits like in the first day, you know, with his yeah. popularity uh, and has ads and is making mad bank. It's like mm-hmm. you really are making a lot of bank. I mean, sure, you have your own personality and you have your own <laughs> But a portion of that money really should be going to the people who created the content that you are talking about and, and mm-hmm. displaying, right? Um, the composer who created the music, the people who created the game, who are, are you know who we depend on to create more games that we can yeah. talk about and play and enjoy. Um, so I guess that's the thing that gets my goat the most. Really, is, is you know if somebody creates a let's play video of that dragon cancer, mm-hmm. and there's so many. Um, hits and they've got ads on it and they're making money mm-hmm. and you know the uh, that that music's being performed that story's basically I could just watch it and be like okay well I don't need to buy that game now that's yeah that was 90 minutes that you know, I don't need to be the one sitting there pushing that one button to excel that story along I just watched it for free mm-hmm. and it's on it's on YouTube you know a, a platform where they don't you know they they make steps to stop copyright infringement and whatnot and content ID and all that stuff. Um, it's just a bit weird that uh, it, it seems like some, some of those more linear experiences fall between the cracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and if you're going to develop one, you should be really careful about that because, you know, you already got to worry about piracy in general, but, uh, you know, then you got YouTube just allowing for your game to be like completely streamed. 
mm-hmm. um, because you've created a linear experience that kind of, you know, fell between the cracks and it's just sort of, yeah, we'll watch the whole thing and now we don't need to buy anything. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, to me, uh, seems like a little bit of a, of a danger zone. Like how, how do you, how do you combat that stuff? And then it's going to stop people from developing those kinds of experiences, which are equally as valid, but they'll be like, Oh, we can't just make this, this simple, compelling story because mm-hmm. we're not going to make any money off it. Somebody will stream it on YouTube and then game over. Yeah, it seems kind of like um, those who can't make games make YouTube videos and that's how they make their money, right? And it's off of the backs of everybody else who's made these games. And um, it's, a, it's a tough, it's a tough, it's a tough, like, yeah, it's really fight. tough. Like, because you need both, like both, like they're they are symbiotic. They are the sure. the new news networks, right? Like people are going to them instead of IGN or Polygon or Kotaku because they want to see the experience. So it's a different way of try before you buy. Mm-hmm. Um, so you do need them, but they they are making a ton of money, and it's like, well, I, I'm I'm on the fence because I'm like, you know what? I I don't care. If they play Pixel Jones and put it out there, as long as like other people are possibly interested in the game afterwards, like that's the whole thing. It's like if people see this game and see other people enjoying it, and then hopefully it triggers the same effect of like, oh, I want to play this game because these guys look like they're enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's know. the thing. That's where it becomes more of a symbiotic relationship. It can mm-hmm. really help out that that game, right? Like, yeah. like for instance, you know, I imagine with Pixel Jones. You know, I don't know a lot about what you guys are talking about with it now, but, it, you know, I remember we talked about on the podcast before you being really interested in the fact that uh, it was a pleasant surprise that when people were playing it, they were trying to beat each other's times. Mm. Right? And that's one of those things it's like, yeah, I want to play that game. I want to beat that guy's time. I want to be the yeah. best at, at this particular level. And that's that's, you know, that could be a compelling thing. I just think that this is, you know, that doesn't necessarily solve the the music performance problem, but that does solve like game sales and whatnot. But mm-hmm. on the on the on the flip side of the coin, it may stop a lot of developers from from developing what could be really compelling short shorter experiences like an interactive movie. Yeah, like I guess it comes down to like a game by game scenario, right? Because yeah. those interactive experience games, those are experiences, and you could put that into the category of movies because movies are an experience too mm. um so if you look at it that way as like you're selling an experience there could be different rules placed on an experience yeah so, no i agree yeah i think i think maybe some of those people are getting left behind because uh, you know like i yeah. said it really streaming that dragon cancer where really you're just pushing a few buttons to 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 you know uh, push forward the storyline mm. isn't that much different than streaming an entire movie that's still in the theaters or something yeah Mm -hmm. to watch so i I can understand their their issue Mm -hmm. um and when man when you read the comments oh it was obviously really polarizing you know some people were were agreeing with them and some people were just trolling in the hardest way possible i felt so bad for the guy who wrote the letter like yeah it was gonna happen but I did not expect some of these people to go for the jugular like they did. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not sure if any of you guys listening know like the premise of the game, but it basically it was like his son was passing away of of cancer, and he made the game as like a sort of a, a cathartic coping mechanism. Yeah, right? 
and then released it as an experience. And man, people were going right for the jugular with uh, the comments, like basically saying, you know, you were trying to profit off your son's death and stuff like this, man. Like I was just mm. shocked, wow. shocked at what people would say because it was an anonymous comment uh, thread. Mm. Right? You, could just, you could just post a comment. You don't have to log in or do anything like that. And uh, oh, man, it like made me lose faith in humanity a little bit for, for the <coughs> time I was you know, me. doing my research on this. <coughs> damn really bad <laughs> really bad some people like oh i like i would never post stuff like on youtube for comments i just oh it's just so such a bad bad you know so like people are some people are just driving nuts with that stuff for sure uh i mean on that note <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I agree with you. It's like a gray area. I I don't think I have an opinion one way or the other um, in terms of if it's right or wrong to stream like the game and and where it should go. I agree with you. It's kind of a gray area. It's kind of like it's almost like Deadwood. Just like there's no one, no one knows what to do, and there's no rules. I guess, but slowly but surely, I guess like something's going to happen. I remember. I'm actually like reminded that Nintendo, like I think, it was one of the first people to kind of say like no, you can't stream our stuff. It's copyright. You had to like sign up to be an official like Nintendo streamer. Right. And yeah. they get part of the, they get part of the ad revenue. Ad revenue. So yeah. yeah. And everyone just like shit all over Nintendo for that. Yeah. But now, it's I mean, like, well, I, it was interesting to hear what you said about Capcom and the music. Like, is that, is it, are other companies kind of like taking shape and being like, Oh yeah, we can, we can earn money off people playing our games. Yeah, well, you're already the, battling copyright infringement and, and like uh, piracy anyway. Like you know, you gotta have multiple income streams to stay afloat these days. Feels like yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, just it would get my goat if I was a content creator and and other people were making money off of just basically showing my content. You know, but it's a gray yeah. area. Like like we're saying, it's really hard to to pick a side on that. Yeah, it's a weird two way street. You know. There's some games that just blew up because, you know, PewDiePie or whatever loves it yeah. plays all the time and all of a sudden they're getting killer sales, right? Like a game that was maybe relatively unknown and that's the flip side of that coin and it makes, it makes you kind of go, well, yeah, definitely want that possibility. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. it'll get. I know it will get sorted, but hopefully it gets sorted in the right way. Yeah, I like, mean, if Nintendo's going after... It and Capcom and stuff like that, like they're, they're they obviously realize that that is that that is sort of a like you said, it's kind of like Deadwood. It's sort of like a, an issue unresolved with no rules and no mm-hmm. and, and no regulations. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, in the end, it, it's, it hurts some and it, and it doesn't hurt others, and it helps others. So yeah, for sure. Really. Uh, all right, good topic. Thanks for the <laughs> thanks, Dan, for the. So nothing was resolved. We just talked about stuff. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> well, we weren't going to solve the great debate of, uh, yeah. of streaming. I was hoping Brett was going to solve it. No, I'm too, <laughs> I'm too sick to solve it. No, it's unsolvable. I think you just, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, I'll solve it. Interesting topic. If anybody has uh, anything to say about that, let us know. Share on Twitter. Um, TV Smoke, Brad Meeser, Composing Dan, all that stuff. I'll say I'll say it closer to the end of the podcast. Um, maybe we should just wrap it up. Then maybe just talk about the games we've been playing. Yeah, cool. uh, Brett, what have you been playing? 
Mr. Mr. I'm all I'm all sick. Maybe I should just lie in bed and play games all day. What have you been playing? <laughs> um uh, well Stardew. Stardew, yep. And um what else have I been playing? South Park. I've been getting a little bit farther in that game. Oh my god, I love that game so much. So I'm still playing that. And um that's pretty much it, I think. That's all I've really been playing. I've been cutting my, my playtime down a little bit. So True. I'm just chipping away at Tomb Raider still. And I picked up a new game called like Endless Dungeon or something like that. It looks pretty cool too. Nice. It was like four bucks. I was like, hmm, this looks really interesting. So I haven't played it yet, so I, I, hopefully I'll play it. And it's multiplayer. So I, a couple of my friends bought it. And I was like, sweet. We'll maybe get a multiplayer session. Not true. And uh, how far are you in Tomb Raider, Dan? Um, okay, so let's see. Um, that her her friend was just almost sacrificed. Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, then I they threw me down like or no I jumped off that bridge and landed in a pile of blood and guts. Yeah, and I'm working my way out of that that area now. I just I, I worked my way out of that that pit where they they put all of the dudes to fight off against each other, and now I'm uh, making my way out of there basically. I'm hoping that the new one comes out to PS4 soon because I I actually like because I I bought that game too on PS4 like a little while ago so it was like five bucks and uh, it's a damn it's a damn good game like it's, it, it is damn good yeah and if you like you know like we already talked about before Uncharted it's very it's a very similar experience as a matter of fact uh, watching some of the Uncharted uh, play you know um, playthroughs uh, Uncharted four playthroughs um, they're definitely you know playing off each other yeah. Big time, like with the climbing in, in Uncharted Four, it's like totally borrowed from um, Tomb Raider, and you can see that Tomb Raider borrowed stuff from from Uncharted. I mean, they're just kind of they're they're, they're kind of creating their own genre and just playing off each other and building it up. It feels like yeah, it's funny because Uncharted was like was uh, influenced by like the earlier Tomb Raider games of like you know climbing and, and shooting and totally. and all this stuff and then uncharted came out and just blew everything away and then t- the tomb raider reboot came out and it's just like oh this is just an open world uncharted mm-hmm. so it's like the influencer became the influenced yeah. um <clears throat> nice yeah so i i picked up ratchet and clank yesterday because i was so sad from the rappers i just needed a, a pick me up uh and that game is freaking gorgeous and a lot of fun i never played the original the only ratchet and clank game i played was a clank in time or crank in time or something like that uh right. on ps3 but this game is just like it looks like a Pixar movie. Like it looks so freaking good, and it, it mm-hmm. like it hey. solid tight frame rate, um, and just shit just flying everywhere. Like you blow up enemies, and you get the little like bolts or whatever coming flying at you. Like it, it's okay. it's a lot so of fun. It's 3D. It's probably 3D, eh? Oh yeah, it's like a 3D like platformer, but with like fun weapons. So are you playing in 3D? Yeah. yeah. Oh nice. It's no, like he's talking VR. Oh, Wait, what what 3D are you talking about? Like then? like like 3D where you wear, where, yeah, where you wear the glasses. Oh no no no! Who does that, Dan? Some no, people do that. <laughs> Man, my buddy Phil does it. He loves it. Phil, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> I'm just saying. When you say the bolts coming at you, I'm like that'd be fun in 3D. No, sorry. I mean like you really. Phil does it. <laughs> <laughs> games, I know Phil. Stop. So hating. I'm just questioning this. Stop like, hating on him. I'm not hating on him. I'm just questioning this. I, I, gave, him. I gave him Uncharted 3 to play, and he was like, oh, this one's in 3D. Sick. Oh, my. Phil. 3D. Bro, <laughs> I can't believe this. 
Okay. Oh, I got that VR. No VR, no 3D. <laughs> I got that Buddy. VR uh, pre-order waiting for me, so. Oh, you actually pre-ordered the silly machine? I So I pre-ordered it just to get, a, a like, because I didn't know if it'd be hard to get it. Because it's basically a new console, right? Um, so I pre-ordered it just to, like, get my name on there. I put the, like, minimum down. And then when I'm at E3, I'm going to try to play it. And if if I'm playing it, I'm like, yeah, I'll spend $600 on this, uh, which is very unlikely. Then I, I'll continue with that pre-order. But I just put the minimum down. <laughs> we'll see. I kind of want to. Like, I don't know. Do so okay. Ta- I mean, it works with the PlayStation Four that you have. What, what were what were these rumors I was hearing about? Like, uh, like a like, a, you know, sort of a PlayStation Four Point Five or something with some more. Well, that's happening. So. Yeah, I mean, there's always like a new, uh, like a new slimmer PS or new slimmer systems that come out, right? Like, right. it's never like the original always. But this is kind of the first time that the rumor is that it's a more powerful console. Mm-hmm. Um, so it can run the 4K TVs and all that jazz. Yeah, it's basically going to be PlayStation 4K. Um, I see. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. We'll we'll wait and see. Uh, I'm assuming it'll be announced at E3. I mean, yeah, I I don't know because like that's a little bit. Yeah, that's a little bit of a gray area, right? It's kind of like you know why why is this so this isn't PlayStation Five PlayStation you know yeah like Nintendo. i understand like the slim stuff that they do because it's the same machine yeah mm-hmm. but you know buying two playstation 4s some people just buy the slim machine or whatever but if you're happy with what you got you nintendo know. Mm-hmm. nintendo did the same thing with the new nintendo 3ds they they came out with the 3ds and it's you know whatever and then the, they released the new one and it's more powerful although you wouldn't think it and then it only has like two exclusive games on it um even though it's like a more powerful like hmm. machine, so who knows what they're yeah, trying? Yeah, but the 3ds it's, itself has been out for a while. That's true. Yeah, it, the 3ds it didn't is like, just happen. No, for sure. But you're not gonna like you know release a PlayStation 4 and then release games like a PlayStation 4K or whatever and release games that you can't play on a regular PlayStation 4. I mean, that's PlayStation 5. Hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, that's not gonna happen, probably, right? They're just. But what are they gonna be? Just like a slightly lesser experience, maybe lesser resolution or something i'm assuming it's just going to be compatible with like their their 4k stuff that they want i thought originally i thought it was for the vr system because the vr specs are quite intense right now yeah but like if that was the case it'd be announced right now right like you could pre-order playstation vr so it clearly has to work for the older playstations Mm -hmm. um ps4 came out in november of 2013 so three years you know it makes sense that there'd probably be a new, a new version coming out slim or or more powerful who knows right. it might just be more of a media hub maybe i don't know we'll right. we'll have to wait and see yeah speculating yeah it'll be at e3 if it is a thing so long episode boys yeah where are we at i haven't looked i don't know the total call is is an, is an hour and a half hour and 14 minutes for for the podcast? For the podcast. Oh, that's not good. <coughs> I, I swore so long ago. I swore like ha- like over almost an hour and a half, or sorry, an hour ago. All right. Yeah, I'm dying over <laughs> here, so I need to get cough medicine. No, let's keep talking and let's just wait to see how long you can last. <laughs> oh, I can last all night. All right. Uh, <laughs> if you want to follow Brett, uh, you can do so at Brett Meeser, at TP Smoke, at Game Dev Drinks, and at Hard Circle on Twitter. Uh, you can follow Dan at Composing Dan, who just tweets music stuff that I don't never understand. Yeah, that's me. Uh, you can follow us <laughs> at Toronto Game Devs. Uh, go to the site TorontoGameDevs.com. Consider being a patron. Oh, I didn't thank the patrons. Um, 
you take them now. Think, yeah, thanks for subbing for me, Jake. You the man. Yeah, Jake. You are my you are my sub whenever whenever you can. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have to find my sub. He doesn't exist yet. No, you can't. You can't do a sub, but I heard the last podcast. You said you're you're the going for it. Yeah, well, you're, going for it. yeah, you're OG, dude. Yeah, going for the year. You're you're in now. <coughs> we're uh, almost there, right? We're like <laughs> we're almost there. August. We already talked about this. <laughs> yeah, we're almost there. Almost there. So uh, you guys didn't do weekly before then, otherwise we'd be on fifty-two for the year. Well, we we were doing weekly, but there was a couple of things that Steve screwed up on. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> like going to Japan and went, stuff like that. Yeah, I went know. to Japan. Uh, shout out to patrons uh, uh, Devin, Toby, Rory, Dan, Chris, Anthony, Steven, Renaud, Tyler, and Lee. Uh, thanks for your support. Um, That's so, so lovingly sounding there. He was like, yeah. <laughs> no, I think <laughs> sport, bros. <laughs> Whatever. I love it's my coming. I love my Yeah, coaches. he loves them. Yeah. He loves them. It's an, it's an endearing indifference. Yep. He's just tired. Exactly. I am tired. Actually, I'm gonna have some leftover pizza and. It sounds delicious. Cry about the. Went for like Italian food tonight. Oh, nice. Yeah, Pam's what? like family's coming into town, so it's like, yo, let's do some Italian food. I'm like, oh. yeah. Is she Italian? No. Oh. My favorite. My favorite. Ita- like, I love gnocchi, but I'm a risotto man. Like a good mushroom risotto. Oh, yeah. forget about it. Hmm. Guys, are making me hungry. Yeah, I'm. I was like. Originally, we were going to go hit up Mandarin, and then they were like, we're doing Italian instead. And I was like, yes. Nice. I love Italian food. I'm not Italian. I love Italian food. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, everyone. Uh, and we'll be, yeah, we'll be back next week. Yeah, sweet. Peace. Peace.